Thank you very much. Yeah, I have a Special, special delivery. So today We are holding a middle of a story, if you remember from yesterday. We were in the middle of a story of Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Gamliel. So what does it say? What happened? <laughs> that there was an argument about whether Maidav is Rishos or Chayva. And uh, Rabbi Gamliel's opinion was that it's a chayva, and Rabbi Yeshua's opinion was uh, that it was a reshus. And because Rabbi Yeshua said differently than Rabbi Gamliel, which was the Nasi, which was the Rosh Hashiva, so he had Rabbi, Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua stand on his feet while he was saying the shir. And then, the story over here is, the people began murmuring, what's going on over here? Rabbi Gamliel is not treating Rabbi Yeshua right. You have to see to do something about this. So let's start right in the beginning of the story. We are towards the bottom of the page. We're going to start where it says. Which page? Chavzayin Amud base. Great. Sorry about that. Omri, Omri. The people of the yeshiva said. The, the students of the yeshiva said. Uh, six lines from the bottom. Yeah. Six lines from the bottom. Omri. So Omri, the yeshiva student said, "At kama netzare v'nezel." How long are we going to watch? Rabbi Gamliel is 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 uh, bringing pain to Rabbi Yeshua. And now the Gemara shares that this is not the first time that this happens. But Rosh Hashanah Last year, Rosh Hashanah Tzare. Rabbi Gamliel also was Metzayah Rabbi Yeshua. Here there's the story where they had an argument about Kiddush HaChadosh, what the day of the, the new year was. And then he made Rabbi, Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua come to him on the day that Rabbi Yeshua says was Yom Kippur to show everybody that he agrees to Rabbi Gamliel to follow the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. Then there was an argument about a Bukhair that was born, a Behema, a Bukhair that was born, if it's a Bukhair or not, Tsare. He also caused them pain over there in that argument. So Hochanami and Tsare, and over here again, he's causing him pain by having him stand in the room and continuing to teach. So they all decided, Ta Nabre, come and let's remove Rabbi Gamliel from his post. Ma Naikim. Ma These are Kedoshe Elyon. Whatever we'll learn over here. Whatever we're going to learn over here. These are the greatest, holiest Sadiqim. Ma Naikim. Who should we put instead of him? Ma Naikim Lei. Naikim Lei Rabbi Yeshua. Should we replace Rabbi Gamliel with Rabbi Yeshua? Balmaisahu. He is the one that the whole incident happened with. And this would be too painful for Rabbi Gamliel. Should we place Rabbi Kiva there instead of Rabbi Gamliel? Perhaps he's gonna he's gonna get a punishment for this because Rabbi Gamliel is gonna be makpid, and Rabbi and and uh, Rabbi Kiva may get uh, punished for this. And why is that? The less less because he has no chosavus. Okay, he doesn't have he doesn't have the yichus that other tanoim had, and therefore he can get a punishment. Ella, rather, who should we place instead of Rabbi Gamliel? Neikmil Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Let us put Rabbi Loza ben Azariah instead of Rabbi Gamliel. Duhu Chacham, he's wise. Vuhu Asher, and he's rich. Vuhu Asiri Ezra, and he's also a tenth generation to Ezra. He has Yichus. So therefore, he's covered, and he's the right person. Who Chacham is wise? The Imakshile Mefarikle. If will be questioned, if will be quizzed, he can answer. For who Asher, he's rich. The Islay Lefluche, Lebekeser, if he has to go to the king and pay off the king for whatever situation that there is, Afuazalopalach, he can go and he can bring, he has, he's rich to be able to go to and do that. For who Asiri Ezra, 
and he's the tenth generation to Ezra, the Islay Schosavis. He has schus of his ancestors, Veloy Motzi Onishle. And even if there'll be a kepeda from Rabbi Gamliel, he will not be punished. So they came and approached Rabbi Lazar ben Azari and said to him, Are you okay with the idea to become the new Rosh Hashiva? So he answered them, Let me go and consult with the people in my house. So he went and he consulted with his wife. His wife says to him, she wasn't so fond of the idea. What's going to be? You're going to be appointed, but then they'll remove you. Just like they're unhappy with Rabbi Gamliel, they may remove you as well. So he responded to her and said, Let a person take an opportunity to use, even for just one day, a expensive goblet, as she says, made out of skuktis yukoda. It sounds like a, some kind of a glass or a crystal kais. And tomorrow it'll break, even if tomorrow it'll break, but if he has it for one day, that's also nice. Amralei, so she still didn't agree, and she said to him, You don't have white hairs in your beard. It's not respectful to have a person that's so young without any white hairs. At that time, he was 18 years old. A miracle occurred. This is a famous Gemara. And it appeared in his beard 18 rows of white hairs. I knew the comment of Abulazah ben Azariah, and this is the statement we had earlier in the Mishnah that Abulazah ben Azariah said, Hareini keben shivim shana, that on this day I am like 70 years old, veloi ben shivim shana, and he was not 70 years old. The Rebbe spoke about this Indian Kama Pomim. There's also the Shmois Sikha from Tafshin on Days, where the Rebbe spoke about the significance of shivim shana bariches. Take a look in the Sikha, it has a very strong connection to the fact that we're coming up to 70 years of the Rebbe's Nasiyas. Hmm. That everybody talks about the Nasiyas, the lifetime of the Friedrich Rebbe, 70 years. And now we're coming up to the Rebbe's Nasiyas of 70 years. But I just want to share one point that the Rebbe said about the Sinyan, that the Chiddush of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was, there were many Tanayim that we find that at a young age were very wise and were great Tanayim. Chiddush of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was that it had an effect on, on physically on the appearance in his beard. The wisdom of a person is a ruchni is the character trait. But the fact that that actually had an impact on his physical appearance, and the Rebbe points out, not only in the physical body, but in the beard. The beard of the person is the most external part of the body. Right? The, the, the situs is something that if you cut it, it doesn't, you don't feel any pain. It's not like the body itself. So the fact that his wisdom showed itself on the most external part of his body meant that his wisdom was fully uh, integrated and impacted his entire being down to the hairs of his beard. That's the, the, the implication of this, of this uh, occurrence here, this nest that happened, that he had white hairs. Tonom, looking for a Gemara? Yeah. There are more Gemaras in the other room. Tonom, we learned, so now they appointed Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. So on that day, they removed the guard that would stand by the door. And permission was granted for all students to enter. When Rabbi Gamliel was the Rosh Hashiva, he would announce, and he would say, Any student that's not inside, outside, like he is on the inside, 
Should not enter into the base of They wouldn't let any, anybody just into the base of There was a guard standing by the door. There's a very famous vart in this. How did the guard know? The guard was a Baruch HaKadosh. How did he know who's Toichai Kebare? Who's on his inside as, as sincere as he appears on the outside? So the answer is, the door was locked. and didn't let anybody in. Someone that was really sincere and he wanted to hear the Degre made his way in. Someone that came and saw the door locked and walked away, so the guard knew, ah, he's not serious. And he knew he's not Toichai Kebare. Yeah. So on that day, when the door was open, Rabbi Lozab ben Azariah announced that everybody could come, there were many benches that were added to the Bismedrish. Omar says, There was an argument, how many benches were added? One says, 400 benches were added, and the other said, the other said no, 700 benches were added. The Rebbe points out in the Sikha that the 700 corresponds to the number 70. Because 70 times 10, the Shlemus of 70, Bechal we know in Teda, the Shlemus of any number is when you multiply it by 10. So the Shlemus of the fact that he was Kibben Shivim Shana what came, was expressed by the fact that 700 benches were added. So what happened? I have a Kachol Shadaitei, <coughs> sorry, Kachol Shadaitei that Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel felt bad about what happened. Look at whether he's... Uh, he has such a great following and so many people. The Bismarck is full. Omari said, What did he really feel bad about? Maybe I prevented Yidin of learning Taita by placing the guard by the door. So the Ebishter showed Rabbi Gamliel in a dream. White barrels, the Malian Kitma, that are filled with ashes. And this was sort of showing him a sign to say, it's, The Bismarck is full of many students. And on the outside, they look very white, but on the inside, they're full of ashes. So don't, uh, don't be concerned about the fact that you didn't allow those people to enter into the Bismedrish. And the Gemara immediately says, Veloihi. And this, this dream is not really correct. Rabbi Lazar ben was right to let everybody in. This was only to calm down Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel that felt bad. That's why the Abisha showed it to him. But really, Rabbi Lazar ben was right. The Rebbe in Asicha, there's a Hadran from the Rebbe on Masech Brachis. The Rebbe goes through different cases of arguments between Rabbi Shu and Rabbi Gamliel, besides this, <coughs> this uh, story here. And the Rebbe points out that this, the basis of their entire argument here is, is two different approaches. We know this is spoken about in different places. When you have a uh, question of whether Kamos outweighs Eichos or Eichos outweighs Kamos, so you look at quantity or quality. Rabbi Gamliel's opinion was that it would be better to only allow quality students to enter into the Bismedrish and the quality of learning will be on a much higher level and the students that will come out that will be on a much higher level. If you allow everybody in, that will bring down the level. Rabbi Lozab ben Azari's opinion was no, the quantity, the, 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 the quantity outweighs the quality. Allow everybody in, although you bring down the level, but allow everybody into the Bismedrish. The Gemara continues the story. Tana we learned. <clears throat> Idias, the Mishnayis of Mesechte Idias, Bayabayayim Nishnis, was taught on that day. We learned this before. Mesechte Idias is called Bechirta. That's the, the chosen of the Mishnayis because over there it's written, it's recorded, all the halacha lamaisa. It was all said on that day. Anytime you have a Mishnayis, an expression where it says, Bayabayayim on that day, what's that day? It was that day that Rabbi Lozab ben Azariah was appointed as the Nasi, as the Rosh Hashiva. 
There was no halacha that remained outstanding in the Beis Medrash. That was not explained and clarified and there was no psakten. Now the Gemara adds another amazing thing. Even Rabbi Gamliel himself that was removed from his position on that day. He didn't stop himself from being and attending over there in the Beis Medrash for even one hour, for even one moment. He came and he was there and he joined everything. Even though he was just removed from his position. Mm-hmm. The Gemara brings a proof of this. The Tnan, we learned in the Mishnah, boy, by Yaim on that day. So we know it was on this day when Rabbi Laza was appointed. Boy, Yehuda Geir Amayn Ilifneyem. Yehuda, which was a Geir from the nation of Amayn, came in front of the people in the Beis HaMedesh, in the Beis HaMedesh, and Amalahem. And he said to them, he asked them the following question. Ma'ani love Bekal. Am I permitted to enter into Klal Yisrael, to marry into Klal Yisrael? Amalei Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi Gamliel responded, Asura to love it's forbidden. Amalei Rabbi Yeshua, so Rabbi Yeshua responded and said, Mutera to love you're permitted to get married in Klal Yisrael. Amalei Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi Gamliel questioned Rabbi Yeshua, V'haloi kvar nema, but the Pasuk says, Lo yovay amayni mayovi b'kal Hashem. Anybody from the nation of Amayin Amayev cannot marry into Klal Yisrael. Is the nation of Amon and Moyev still living in their country, in their place of Amon and Moyev? The king of Asher already came. And he removed people from their places and then when, and all the guys that are living wherever they are are not the original nations that live there. So from after the time of Sancherev, even people that come from that area are not the nation of Amin. Shanama, the Pasuk there says, the Osir Gvulois Amin, I will remove the boundaries of the nations, Vasidoisayim Shesasti, and their treasures I have plundered, Vaidit Kaabir Yoshvim. And I remove, like a mighty one, the people that are sitting in their place. So everybody was removed. No one is the same original people. And therefore, Rabbi Yeshua concludes, V'chol de parish, miruba parish. We have a rule in Teda that any person that comes from a, uh, from a place, comes out, separates from a place, he comes from the majority. So therefore, this individual that's coming from wherever he did, he's coming from the majority, and the majority of the world is not Amoy. And therefore, we, have, we establish that this individual does not, is not a descendant from Amoy. So he could marry into Klal Yisrael. Mm-hmm. But the Pasuk says, I will return the, uh, the people of Amin back to their place. No Mashem, says the Ebishter. And Rabbi Gamliel adds to this Pasuk, and they have already returned. So therefore this person came from there, he's coming from the place of Amin, they've already returned to their place. Amalei Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua responded and said, no, they didn't return yet. And in another Pasuk it says, I will return the Yidin to their place. In Eretz Yisrael, similar Lashen. Regarding Yidin, the Yidin have not returned yet. So just as that's true regarding this Pasuk, regarding Yidin, it's also true regarding Amalei. So therefore, Miyad Hitiruhu Bekal. Immediately, when the person heard this whole conversation, all the Tamid Chachamim, the Rabbanim, and the Beis Hamedrash agreed to Rabbi Yeshua, <laughs> and they allowed this person of Amoin to marry into Klal Yisrael. Amar Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi Gamliel said to himself, Hoyl Vahachi Have. Since this is the case, that everybody is supporting Rabbi Yeshua's opinion, 
Let me go and appease Rabbi Yeshua. Let's make up. Let's go and make up. When Rabbi Gamliel arrived to the home of Rabbi Yeshua, the walls of, her, of his house were blackened. So Amalei, Rabbi Gamliel says to Rabbi Yeshua, from the walls of your house, it's, it's noticeable, that you uh, you make coals and charcoals, you deal with these things that makes the smoke and black the walls of your house. Woe to the generation that you are its leader. That you're unaware of the pain of the Tamidich Hachamim. What is the source of their Parnasai? And what's the source of their sustenance? A person like Rabbi Yeshua, such a great Tamid Chacham, has to have his Parnasai from such a dirty trade. So he's telling Rabbi, Yeshua, Rabbi Gamliel that he should have known this already before. So now Rabbi Gamliel says to Rabbi Yeshua, I have speaking, spoken to you too harshly. Mochayli, forgive me. Loy ashkach pe. Rabbi Shua didn't pay attention to his words. So Rabbi Gamliel said further, Asei bishvil kvoyt Abba. Forgive me in the sake of the honor of my father's house, which refers to Hillel Azokin, which he came from. Pius, once he said that, Pius Rabbi Shua was appeased. And they made up. So now, Amru, they said, Who's going to go and tell all the Rabbanan, all the Tamidich Chachamim in the Beis Medrash that we made up, and we could reappoint Rabbi Gamliel to his original position? So this individual, a Kaivis, a person that washes, washes clothing, whatever, said, I will go. So Rabbi Shua sent to them to the Beis Medrash the following message. That they should reappoint Rabbi Gamliel. And what was the message? So he said the following metaphor. Man the lovish mado, one that's accustomed to wearing the coat, to wearing the special coat or the cloak, yilbish mado, he should be the one that should wear this. Oman the loy lovish mado, the one that does not have, is that's not accustomed to wearing this coat, yeimer lei l'man the lovish mado, should say to the one that is accustomed to wearing it, shlach mado, take off your coat, v'ano al and I'll wear it instead of you. Rabbi Gamliel was the Rosh Hashiva for all these years, and this is his position, and nobody else should come and tell him, remove your coat and give it to somebody else. Amalu Rabbi Akiva Rabbana, so Rabbi Akiva was there in the base Medrash. Rabbi Akiva said to the Rabbana that were there, Truku Gali, let's lock the door, let's close the door. Dulaylesu Avdi the Rabbi Gamliel, so all the servants of Rabbi Gamliel shouldn't arrive, Vuletzaru Rabbanon, and be Metzayer us, they'll do to us what he did then to Rabbi Shua, and cause trouble here. Let's lock the door. So, sending this kaivis, this simple Jew, to come and deliver the message that they should reappoint Rabbi Gamliel didn't work. So, Amar Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, Mutiv, it would be better, the Eikum ve'ezel anolik Let me go myself to the Beis Medrash and let me, let me set the matter straight. Also, Torah Fabava, he came and knocked on the door. Omar Luhu, and he said to the people in the Beis Medrash and he gave the following marshal. Mazeh ben Mazeh. And Mazeh is a sprinkler, the one that this is referring to a kayan, the one that sprinkles the blood of the karbanis on the Mizbeach, the son of a sprinkler. Yaza, he's the one that should sprinkle the karbanis on the Mizbeach. But loy Mazeh, loy ben Mazeh, somebody that he himself is not a sprinkler and he's not the son of a sprinkler. 
Yaimar Lamaza ben Maza should say to one that's been in this position for so many years and he's the son of a person that's a Maza. He himself sprinkled and he's the son of one that sprinkled. Your waters are not, are not um, waters of, uh, this is referring over here to the water that's used by the Pora um, Duma. That your waters are just waters that come from a cave. It's not waters in the Mizbeach. Va'afracha, Efer Mikle, and the, the ashes that you're using is not the ashes of a Pora Duma. It's just ashes that you burnt in an oven in your house. If a person from the outside doesn't have the right to say that to Rabbi Gamliel, which has been appointed this position for many years, and he's a descendant from his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather that was in this position for many years. This is what Rabbi Yeshua said. So now, Amalei Rabbi Kiva, so Rabbi Kiva said, Rabbi Yeshua, Nispayasta, Rabbi Yeshua, were you actually appeased? Whatever we have done, we've removed Rabbi Gamliel from his position only for your honor. So Lamachar Ani Vaata Nashkim Lepiskay. So now tomorrow, I, I, me and you, let's go together to his door, and uh, we will set, we'll, 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 we'll reappoint Rabbi Gamliel. Now they had a problem. Omri, they said, Hey what should we do? Nabre, should we go and tell Rabbi Laza we're removing him? Rabbi Laza ben Azariah, that we're removing him. Gimiri, we have a rule. You go up and only this and you don't come down. Once Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Shua was, was uh, sorry, Rabbi Laza ben Azariah was appointed, we shouldn't remove him if there isn't any specific reason. I mean, when they removed Rabbi Gamliel, they felt they had good reason to do so. But over here with Rabbi Laza ben Azariah, just because Rabbi Gamliel deserves his position back, Rabbi Laza ben Azariah doesn't deserve to be removed, so we can't remove him. Should we then make a rotation where they'll share the uh, Rosh Hashivashaft, uh, share, share the leadership in the Bes Madrash, that uh, Rabbi Gamliel will darshan for one Shabbos and you for one Shabbos and Rabbi Lazarus Azariah one Shabbos. So then, Asilaknuye, not, not a good arrangement. It'll be, there'll be a uh, jealousy amongst them. Ella, rather, what are we going to do? Lidrash, Rabbi Gamliel, Tlosa Shabbati. Rabbi Gamliel, he will be in the position for three Shabbosim, or other opinions say that it's two, two weeks, or two Shabbosim. Because <coughs> he, will, he will return to his position. He's the main Rosh Hashiva. And Rabbi Laza ben Azariah will only serve as Rosh Hashiva for one Shabbos. And it'll, that's the way the rotation will be. And that was the arrangement. That's what they did. The Hainu, the Omamar, this is what we find that it says in other places, Shabbos, Shalmi Hoysa, whose Shabbos was it? Whose, whose uh, turn was it that week? Shal Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Hoysa. It was the week of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. So usually Rabbi Gamliel was in his position, but once in three weeks or once in four weeks, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah had, uh, had his position. Now, after the whole story is over, the Gemara concludes who's the one that orchestrated all of this chain of events? It was all began with one Talmud that asked a question in Bismedrish, knowing that he's going to cause a public showdown between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. Who was this individual? This Talmud was Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai. That's what this Talmud was. Okay, this is the conclusion of the story. Okay, let's go weiter. We learned in the Mishnah, that Musaf could be davened the entire day. However, a person that waits to daven Musaf until later on in the day is considered to be a Peshaya. He's being negligent on fulfilling his obligation to daven Musaf. 
Tanarabanan, we learned in Abraisa, and we had this just one blad ago. A person now is, uh, is after Chatzais, and now he has two tefillas that he's obligated to daven. Mincha Yes, daven Mincha or daven Musaf. And Davin Musaf. Mispal shall Mincha. First you daven Mincha, Vahakach Mispal shall Musaf, and only afterwards do you daven Musaf. Shazu to Dira. Davening Mincha is more constant. Vizuene to Dira. Musaf is not as constant, so therefore Mincha takes precedent. Rabbi Yehuda, if Rabbi Yehuda disagrees, Mispal shall Musaf. First you daven Musaf, Vahakach Mispal shall Mincha. And only afterwards do you daven Mincha. Shazu mitzvoi veres, because Musaf. Mincha, uh, uh, Musaf, sorry, is a mitzvah veres. Musaf, the time of davening Musaf is going to pass because Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is you could only daven until the end of seven hours into the day. Vizu mitzvah Mincha, you could daven until plaga mincha, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So you have a much longer time. Omer Rabbi Yechenen. Rabbi Yechenen said, Halacha, the halacha is, Mispal shel mincha. First you daven mincha, v'achakach mispal shel Musaf. And only after that do you daven Musaf, not like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Now the Gemara shares a story in connection to this halacha. Rab Zayda, he had a cholish migir say, Rab Zayda, when he was too weak from his learning taita and he couldn't continue learning, have a ozel, the Yosef, he would go and sit, a pischa de beir Abnasim Bartuvi, at the door of the Bismedrish, where Abnasim Bartuvi was teaching taita. And Omar, so he said to himself, ki cholfi rabbanam, when the rabbanam will pass by and they'll, they'll come out of the Bismedrish, so oz, I will stand up for their honor. And I'll receive reward. I'll do a mitzvah. If I can't learn, at least I should do the mitzvah of standing up and honoring the Tamid Chacham. Also, Rab Nassim Bartevi. Rab Nassim Bartevi himself came out of the Bismadrish. I guess he may have heard that Rab Zayda is there, so he came out himself from the Bismadrish. Omar Lay, Rab Zayda said to Rab Nassim Bartevi, Man Omar Halacha Be Medrasha. Who said in the Bismadrish regarding this? Uh, argument here between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbana regarding Musaf and Mincha. Who is it that said in the Bismadrish that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda? Amalei, so he answered him, Hachi Amar Rabbi Yechenin, this is what Rabbi Yechenin said, Ein halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda. We do not pass in like Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar mispal adam shal Musaf, achakach mispal shal Mincha, that first have in Musaf and after Mincha. That's what Rabbi, Rabbi Yechenin said. We don't pass in like Rabbi Yehuda. Amalei, so Rab Zayde responded and said, Rab Yechenen Amra, is it Rab Yechenen the one that said this? Amalei, so Rab Nassim Bartavi said to him, in, yes, this was Rab Yechenen's Yechenen statement. Tana minei arboan zimnen. Rab Zayde reviewed this statement of Rab Yechenen 40 times. Amalei, so Rab Nassim Bartavi said to him, why are you reviewing this 40 times? Why is this so special to you? Chodahilach is this is the reason because this is the first thing that you heard in the name of Rabbi Yechanan? Chodahilach or no, this is it's just that this is a novelty to you. Amalei, so Rabbi Zayde said, it's not the first thing I heard from him, but Chodahsili. This is a chiddush to me that Rabbi Yechanan is the one that said this. Shum de mesapkeli, but Rabbi Shua ben Levi. I had a suffix, I had a doubt that perhaps Rabbi Shua ben Levi is the one that said this statement. So of course you see from this Gemara the significance of the Bala Memre. The one that's saying something, to know the name of which Tana, which Amayda said something, is extremely significant. Mm-hmm. He knew the halacha, but he's chazering it 40 times just to remember that this was Rabbi Yechenen's statement. Oh, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, as we know, I mean, the Rebbe focused on that so many times. It's just actually a new sefer that they just printed, if you may have seen the advertisement. By the Rebbe, the Bala Memre gives you the whole broader understanding of what the statement that he's saying is. It was so... Uh, into this all the time, especially in the Rashi Sikhis, 
Meir Medayik Bishma. Rashi only brings the name sometimes because it's Negev to the Pshat. So here, this is a source for this Indian that this was Rabbi Yechanan's statement. Amar Rabbi Shmuel ben Levi, Kol Amespalot Filo Shal Musaf and Lacha Sheva Shoyis. The Rabbi Yehuda, one that davens Musaf after the time, after seven hours, according to Rabbi Yehuda, all of Akasavayme regarding him, the pasuk says, Nugi Mimayed. If you break away from the times that I've established, and over here we're referring to davening, Asafti Mimech, I will gather from you. It'll bring, it'll bring uh, not good things for the for the person. Asafti Mimech Hoyu. My mashma, what's the mashmas? How do we know that the word nugi means to break? The high nugi lishne the tavruhu that the word nugi means to break away. Kedemetargem Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef interpreted. He was he, he was metargem this pasuk. Tavra osi, breaking will come al senei and the base Israel on the on the on the sin, on the haters of Yidden, which which is a expression that refers to Yidden itself. That the Eden have not kept to the times, have been late with the established times to bring the Karbanas in Yerushalayim. So the same also applies to the times of davening, that a person should be careful to, to keep the times of davening. Amar Abelaza, Abelaza said a similar statement. One that davens shachris after the time of davening, according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. All of Akasavaymen, Nugi, Mimoyed, Asafti, Mimech. But he touched the Pasuk, as we'll see right now, a bit differently. Nugi does not mean breaking, but Nugi means sorrow. My mashma, the high Nugi, lishna de tzaruhu. Where do we see this expression of Nugi being used as sorrow? The chsev, it says in the Pasuk, dolfon nafshimituga. My soul drips from sorrow. Rav Nachman ba Yitzchak Omar, mehocha, a different Pasuk. B'sulei seh, Nugais, the B'sulais, the girls are, are sorrowful. V'himar lan, it's bitter for it. Where we see the importance of our person to daven tefillah b'zmana, to daven shachris, all the tefillahs in the right time. Rav Ivye Cholash. Gemara shares another story of an Amaira that couldn't learn Taira and he, was, he couldn't come to the shir. Rav Ivye was weak. He didn't arrive to the shir of Rav Yasef. The next, the following day when he did come to the shir, Abaye wanted to appease the, the Das of Rav Yosef that may have been thinking, why didn't Rav Ivya come? Amalei, so Abaye said to Rav Ivya in the presence of Rav Yosef, my time why didn't you come to the, to the class, to the shir yesterday? Amalei, Rav Ivya answered, because I, I was very weak, I couldn't come. Okay, as we'll see here in the continuation, what this is referring to is Shabbos. This is referring to Shabbos after davening, that, that's when they would have the shear that uh, Rav Yosef would give. And this is talking about Shabbos that he didn't come. Instead, he went to eat. Amalei, so he said to him, So why didn't you go and eat something? Mm-hmm. And then you could come. Amalei, so he answered back. Rav Ivya said, Do you do not, do you not hold of what Rav Huna said? One may not taste any food, one may not eat Shabbos morning before you learn, uh, before you daven Musaf. Just like you may not eat before Shachris, you shouldn't eat anything before Musaf either. Amalei, so he still uh, pressed on the matter further and said, So you should have daven Musaf yourself, privately, 
and before the entire tzibur, midi, and then eat something, and then you can come to the shir. So you see how important it was to him that he should have came to the shir, that he should even daven be a chiddus, not with a minion, mm-hmm. so he should be able to come to learn Torah with everybody else. Amalei, so Rabbi said again, Do you not hold of what Rabbi Yechanan said? It's forbidden for a person to daven be yechidis before the tzibur davens. Amalei, Rabbi answered, No, that's not in this. this, this so I'm sorry, Abaya answered to him, Did we not learn about this? Omar Ababa, that Rabbi clarified, B'tzibur Shono. This is all talking about if you're in the Bismedrish, together with the Tzibur, and you're davening ahead of the Tzibur, you may not start Shmai Nesra ahead of the Tzibur. This is a halacha lamaise, that if you're there in a minion and they're about, to, they're going to start Shmai Nesra, you're supposed to start together with the Tzibur. One moment, one moment. The less Hilchese, now the Gemara, so this is the end of the story. So the Gemara concludes, the less Hilchese loike Ravona, we do not pass in the, like the statement that we had before from Ravona. What did Ravona say? That you're not allowed to uh, eat anything before Musaf. We don't pass on like Ravuna. After Shachris, you can make Kiddush, and there are certain Kehillas where after Shachris they make Kiddush before Musaf. And Vulai. Yeah? During Kriyasatayda. Before Kriyasatayda. Not referring to Kiddush clubs. Absolutely not. I'm referring to in the, it's, it's you do on the Gera, in the Gera Kehillas, that's Darminig, and another Kehillas. Vulai Krav Yeshua Ben Levi. And not uh, like the like Rabbi Shua ben Levi, which is a different halacha the Gemara is going to quote. We don't pass like Rav which is the halacha we just mentioned. And Rabbi Shua ben Levi, and we don't pass like Rabbi Shua ben Levi. The Omer Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Kivin Shehigia Zman Tfilas Mincha, when uh, it arrives the time to daven Mincha. So Rabbi Shua ben Levi said. You may not eat anything when the time of Tfilis Mincha comes, we don't pass in that way. They, they was, was not Cholashli boy, they didn't have any issue. They were able to handle waiting to eat until later on. Yeah, yeah. You're asking a question. I know your question. I believe that a person should try. I believe he has to start Shemayin Esther with the minion. Uh, I believe so. Before. Okay, we'll discuss it after the share. Let's continue, Mishnah. Rav Nechunye ben Akane hoye mispalo. Rav Nechunye ben Akane would daven b'knisosi lebeis ha-medrish when he entered into the beis ha-medrish ubi yitziyosai and on his way out when he would leave. Tefillah ketzara, a short tefillah which Shikimara will soon say what it was. Omruloi, they said to him, ma mokayim l'tefillah zu, what exactly is the nature of the da- what you daven? Amalehem, so he says to them, b'knisosi ani mispalo, when I enter, what I'm davening about is No mishap should come out through me. And then when I leave the Bismadrish, I thank Hashem for my portion that I'm able to learn in Bismadrish. So now here the Gemara is going to give us the full uh, Nusach of the Tefillah that Abnu Chonye ben Akana would daven. We learned in Abraisa when he entered into the Bismadrish, what would he say? May it be the will of Hashem, that no mishap should happen through me. I should not stumble upon a halacha. And then the will be chaveirai, and my friends will rejoice at me stumbling. I should not make a mistake and say what's tome, that it's tohoi, tome, and not what's tohoi to be tome. 
my friends should not stumble on a dvar alocha ve'esmach behem, and I would re- and I will rejoice when that happens. That's what he said when he entered in the Bis Medrash. When he would leave the Bis Medrash, what did he say? I thank you, Hashem. You have placed my portion to be from those that sit in the Bis Medrash. And my portion is not of those that sit on street corners. I wake up early in the morning. And they wake up early. I wake up to learn Teirah. And the Hamashkim they wake up to, to the things that are the nonsense, the nothingness. I toil and they toil. I toil and receive reward. And they toil and they do not receive the reward. I am running to the Bismedish and they run. I am running to a place where I'm going to get to everlasting life and they are running into a pit. They are running down into the lowest place. The Gemara shares another few stories here. When Abeliezer was unwell, his students came in to uh, to visit him. So they said to him, Rabbeinu, we learned, sorry, teach us the ways of life. And we'll be zeichet chayim about teach us what's real life that we should be zeichet chayim about. Amar lehem, so he said to them, "This is what you have to know. If you want to be zeichet chayim about, hisaru bekavet chaverechem. Be careful with the honor of your friends. Uminu benechem in haigayin. Hold your children back from higayin. There's a few pshatim in this. One pshat is that they shouldn't be learning only chumish and not teira shabal peh, so they won't know how to interpret uh, the teira. You have to learn the teira shabal peh." Uh, you have to learn um, also Teresh um, B'Ksav together with Teresh Peh. Another Pshat Rashi says that uh, don't allow your children to waste their time all the time. Rashi says, uh, And the third Pshat I saw in the name of the Ge'oinim, Higoyin refers to philosophies. Don't allow them in Higoyin and all kinds of uh, take them away from philosophies. Bring your children to sit between the knees of Tamid HaChamim. Let them by, by the Tamid HaChamim to pick up the Divrei Teireh. Mm. And when you daven, you should know in front of whom you're standing. And for this, you will merit to have everlasting life in Eilam Abba. When Abiyechanazaka was unwell, the Tamidim came in to, to uh, visit him, giving Shiroi When Abiyechanazaka saw students coming, he began crying. His Tamidim said to him, Ne'er Yisrael, the light of the Yidin, Amoda Yemini, the right, uh, the, the, the pillar on the right, Patish Achazak, the strong uh, hammer, Nepnemata Baiche. Why are you crying? You know, they, they, Rabbi Yechon was so great in his times and the students now are seeing him in such a position where he is crying. So he responded to them and said, If I was, uh, I was being taken to a king of flesh and blood, today he's here, and tomorrow he'll be buried. And if this king will be angry with me, his anger is not an eternal anger. 
Vimisrani, and if he imprisons me any Suda Yisraelam, his imprisonment is not forever. Vim Amisani, and if he will kill me any Sosamisrasilam, it's not an eternal death either, it's only only a death in this world. And I could appease him with words, and to bribe him with money. Still, I would be crying, I would be frightened to come and stand in front of a king. Now that I'm being led in front of the king of all kings, that lives forever eternally. If he's, he's angry with me, his anger is is, is eternal. is 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 and he if he imprisons me, he could place me in prison forever. That death is eternal as well. The I could not appease him with words. and I cannot bribe him with money. And not only this, as when my neshama comes up so there is in front of me two pathways. One pathway goes to Ganeidin and one goes to Gehenim. And I don't know which pathway I'm going to be going on. And I shouldn't cry. Amruloi, his students, uh, said to Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yechenen, Rabbeinu Barcheinu, our teacher bench us. Amalehem Rabbi Yechenen said to him, Yeratzin made be Hashem's will, Shetei Meire Shamayim Aleichem, Kemeire Basav Adam. You should have the fear of Hashem like the fear of another human being. Amruloi Tamidov. So his students said to Rabbi Yechenen, Zakai, Ad Khan, that's all, that's the extent of how much our fear of Hashem should be. Amalehem Rabbi Yechenen said, Halavai, you will have at least that extent of awe of Hashem. Because this should be a proof to you. When a person sins, he says to himself, I shouldn't be exposed to anybody. Then, when it came to his time to pass away, he was aware of this and he told his students, Panu Kalim take out the vessels because it shouldn't become impure. and prepare a chair that's coming to accompany my soul Lamaila. So let me say two things over here regarding this Gemara. This is quoted in many of my modern Machsidis. First, regarding the famous statement that Rabbi Yechonin Metzakeh says, any day there's a mimer from the Alter Rebbe about this, and there's a famous mimer from the Rebbe about this as well. The Alter Rebbe asks the question, Rabbi Yechonin Metzakeh had a suffix about where he's going to Gan Eden and Gehenim. How could that be? Yechonin Metzakeh, the great Tana that didn't stop learning Taylor his entire life, and was instrumental in so many things in Klal Yisrael, how could that be? So the answer he gives is that a person is, is, has layers upon layers upon layers, and he was thinking to himself, perhaps in the deepest place of my, in, in his heart, in that deepest level somewhere, he didn't remove any trace of evil, there's something there, his essence is not fully pure, that was, that was his sophic. That's Alter Rebbe's Pshat. The Rebbe in a Maimer, in the famous Maimer, Latiyah Meshakela, Tavshin Yud Bey, says a different Pshat. Rabbi Yechon Mezakai was so occupied his entire life doing what Hashem wants, he didn't have a moment to ever stop and think about himself. Where, what's the condition of my soul? What's happening with me? He was so preoccupied fulfilling his shlichus in the world that he never for one moment was thinking about himself. Now, before he was passing away and his Hashem is going Lamaila and he came to the end of his Aveda in this world, he's lying in bed and he's not able to continue his Aveda. This is the first time that he became conscious about himself. And here he was crying, What's where Where am I? Why am I holding in my life? That's the Rebbe's Pshat. His sister was out there, but it's very tiny, but it's a little bit of a bane in him. What's up to keep a bane in here? 
I don't think that's what it means. The chayr of the pshat is he was able to make it through Musaf okay, but then to go to come to learn. Yeah,